I pray that this Sunday night prayer service, not just tonight, but as a, as a feature of Living Word Church, grow and grow, that it become known in the community as a place to come to pour your heart out to God and get answers. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that many visitors will come. And they don't have to join our church, right? That's fine. Go to your church. But come into the house of the Lord for prayer and for the support of brothers and sisters in Christ. And we'll pray with you and uh, go to the throne of grace with, with them. Amen? Let's uh, turn in our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 53, that very famous chapter, one of the songs of the servant of the Lord. And look at verse 5. Isaiah 53, 5. I'm waiting for you. It says here, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. I hope you can hear a sort of rhythm in that. There are four parts to that verse. It's actually two verses of Hebrew poetry. I know it's one numbered verse, Isaiah 53, 5, but we might say there's a 5a and a 5b. It's it's actually two verses of Hebrew poetry. And you'll notice that of the four parts here. They're all about equal in length, and they all have parallel elements to them. The first verse has wounds parallel with bruised, and transgressions parallel with iniquities. The second verse has chastisement parallel with stripes, and peace parallel with healing. This is... uh, a very simple example of Hebrew poetry. This parallelism is the distinguishing quality of Hebrew poetry. And we expect in Hebrew poetry for parallel thoughts to be expressed one after the other with an increase in vividness or intensity or specificness. For instance, the progression is from transgressions to iniquities in the first verse. The parallel elements are transgressions and iniquities. Well, transgressions refers to a rebellious attitude. And you can look at somebody and sometimes maybe the Lord looks at somebody and says, I don't like your attitude. Sometimes Helena says, and my granddaughter Helena says to me in a joking manner, I don't like your attitude when I tease her about something. She's welcome to do that. But you know, you don't generally throw somebody in prison as an example because of their attitude. The second word is iniquities, and that actually refers to specific sins. And Sins can get you judged. 
I mean, God can get us, yeah, God can judge us for our attitudes, but man really can't judge someone, punish someone, take somebody to court for their attitudes. But iniquities, yes, you can. So it goes from transgressions to iniquities. The other part of the verse goes from uh, wounded, he's wounded for our transgressions, to bruised. Wounded means to be pierced, and bruised actually means to be crushed. Pierced. Mmm. The pain. The wound. But crushed. Even more vivid and powerful and terrible. Crushed. For our iniquities. This is the way Hebrew poetry works. There's a repetition from one half of a verse. We call it a verset. One half of a verse to the next, but an increase, a ramping up. In the second verse, which begins in the second half of this verse, we have peace. I'm sorry, let's do the chastisement first. Chastisement is parallel with stripes. Chastisement means a scolding. Stripes means a whipping. A whipping surely is a ramping up of a scolding, isn't it? They're both reproof. They're both uh, finding fault. But I think you'd, if you had to choose between the two, you'd choose the scolding over the whipping. The whipping is more intense. It's more severe. That's the way Hebrew poetry expresses uh, thoughts. Parallel, but a ramping up. Then we have peace and healed. And this is the one I really wanted to get to. Uh, He was the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. You've got to read now that peace and healing are parallel to each other. They express something very similar, but the healing is a ramping up, an intensification of the idea that's expressed with peace. Peace means relief, as in relief from the symptoms. If you have nasty symptoms with your sickness and you get relief from those symptoms because you take some acetaminophen or some aspirin or some painkiller or something to take away the symptoms and you feel better when the fever reducer takes effect, you'll be very thankful. Great. But what you'd really like to do is get rid of the sickness that caused the fever, right? not only to treat the symptom, but to get rid of the sickness. And that's what the healing is about. The peace is relief of the difficult symptoms. And the healing is a relief of the terrible sickness that was calling, causing the symptoms. So Jesus was scolded so that we could have relief, but he was whipped so that we could be healed of our sickness. Hallelujah. Now, I've already, been, I've already been too intellectual tonight. Praise the Lord. Forgive me. I've already been too academic. On a prayer night? Come on. It's a prayer night. Let's just lighten up, Brother Brian. 
I mean, you're going to get me so busy in my head, I won't be able to concentrate on praying. That's not what we want. But forgive me. I could have had some fun with some PowerPoint slides, you know, to show you the parallelism in verse uh, A and verse B and, and the halves and the parallelism and the intensification and so on and so forth. And I could have made it vi- very visual and I think it would have been distracting. Let's relax. We're not assembled here tonight for deep learning. Let's focus on the last part. His stripes, our healing. It's not our stripes for our healing. You are not going to be healed by your stripes. You are not going to be healed by the price that you pay. You'll be healed by the price that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has paid for us. You don't take a beating in order to be fixed. You don't have to take on pain unto yourself, sacrifice. You don't have to whip yourself into shape. Let's think of you as a car that's been in a crash. Well, sometimes after sin does its ravishing, damaging work in our lives, we might say, my life is a car wreck. I'm a car wreck. We might use that analogy. All right, let's think of you as a car wreck for a minute. You don't go into the body shop and get beat on in order to get fixed. Believe it or not, Jesus went into the body shop and he was beaten on so that we could come out of the body shop looking like new. They beat on him. They took hammers and pliers and wrenches and and hydraulics and pushed him and pulled him and beat on him so that we could be whole, so that we could be made new. Praise God. You come out anew, because he took the beating. You don't earn this. Now we're going to come to the Lord in prayer tonight. You don't earn an answered prayer. That's, what I, that's the point that I'm trying to make with you tonight. You don't earn an answered prayer. You don't whip yourself on the back. You know, there have actually been religious traditions where they actually whip themselves on the back. It's, they're called flagellates. There's actually a name for them. And they do other things in order to volunteer themselves for pains of different kinds and, and the shedding of blood and bruising. And, and I've actually been in the old city of Jerusalem and heard monks in their monastery screaming out in pain. That's not what Isaiah 53.5 says. Isaiah 53.5 says... By his stripes you are healed. His stripes, not yours. Your answered prayer is not going to come because you perform some special kind of 
abstinence and some special kind of pain unto yourself because you climb your way to God and you get an audience with God. He's the one that has opened the door to the throne of God for us. You don't earn the fix. You don't earn the answered prayer. Jesus paid the price for the fix. 1 Peter 2.24 says, who, speaking of Christ, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Peter understood that the second half of Isaiah 53.5 was not so much about physical healing from sickness as it was about spiritual healing, being made whole after the ravages of sin in our lives. The entire four versets in Isaiah 53.5 are about being relieved of the penalty and the power of sin. Did you do it? Did you make yourself free? Did you make yourself whole? Did you make yourself fixed? Did you fix yourself? Has, Has this healing come to you because of your labors, because of your faithfulness, because you've been responsible, because you deserve a pat on the back, a patch on your arm, a medal on your chest? I'm telling you, Jesus deserves all the glory. To Jesus be all the glory. By his stripes were healed. You didn't do it, he did it. And let me finish tonight before we begin praying to the Lord. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, don't think you're unworthy tonight to come before the Lord and before his throne and bring your request to God with all your heart. Do not hold back a little bit. Do not, get, do not bring your request with part of your heart wondering if it's okay, wondering if you're, you're worthy, wondering if you really deserve to come to God with your little request, with your little petition. It, are you worthy? Never mind any of that. Never mind any of that because it is Jesus who is worthy. We come to him because of his stripes. He's worthy. Amen. Hebrews 10.19 says, and I'll read it to you in the New Living Translation. So dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and living way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, that's Jesus, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. Brothers and sisters, we come to the Lord together tonight. And we have love for one another. And we know one another. 
And people have written out boldly and courageously and in a, a real... You know, I'm always impressed how people are willing to bring their requests through to the whole church. Some of them quite personal, aren't they? We've had addicts come to prayer night's services and say, would you all, and fill out a card, would you pray for me to be delivered from my addiction to alcohol and drugs? We've had it happen a number of times. I remember uh, people coming and filling out a card. Would you pray for me that I get along with my husband? Wow, it's courageous. They make themselves so vulnerable and so open. It's fantastic. Why shouldn't they? We're the people of God. There's no reason to be afraid. There's love in this place. There's love in this room. But more important than any of that, it's by Jesus' stripes that we are fixed, that we are made whole. And so it says here, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water, speaking of the impact of God's word on our physical lives. We learn and grow and learn and grow. Fine, but remember, our access to God is provided for us by the suffering that Jesus Christ took on his own back. Amen? And so let's join our hearts in prayer tonight. Let's pray for a while together. Let's really enter into the throne room. Let's enter right in and get close, as close to God as we can. Let us go right in. Let us go in boldly and without hesitation. Let us go in with the knowledge that it is the stripes of, that Jesus took that heals us. And, and in, in a few moments after, we'll, we'll get to the cards and the individual requests. So I, I invite you to come and pray. Stay where you are and pray or come forward and pray whatever you like now.